Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. How in the world are you? My goodness. No socks, no coat. Roll the window down while you're driving. What happened? Is it really still February? Well, yes, it is. And no, I'm not willing to say it's spring yet. I'm not necessarily one of those that's going to tell you not to do this or that either, though, because we've got a couple of weeks across the southeast of what looks like pretty good gardening weather. So we'll talk about what you're doing, what you want to do, what you want me to do, maybe. And, uh, oh, I can see you can see my polka dot bag today. Y'all want to see this? If you're at supertalk.tv, you get a different view from everybody else. Look at that. It's rosy. We can do it. We can do it. In fact, we can do this program. Hey, Lance, what's going on today? I'm doing great. Like you said, the weather. That, I mean, that's Crazy. what's going on. Uh, I came in with the jacket, knowing that I'll be here later this afternoon doing a baseball game. In the control room, it's ice. But it feels amazing <laughs> out here. I, I love this. It's uh, not wrapped up and bundled up. Yeah, this is the time of year that you guys put your sweatshirts in the drawer in there and just leave them because it gets really cold in there, which is good for the equipment. Not so good for the operator. I have to tell you, I, I the, the, the top of the news for me this week... And sometimes I don't like it when I'm proved right, but uh, and this might be one of those cases. I feel like if you opened a box and my picture was in it, the voice would say, grow something to eat, just anything. The parsley that you're going to put into your soup, you know, the, the, the time that you can't live without in your, your steak cooking maybe a back garden, maybe 47,000 tomato plants, whatever it is, just grow something to eat. Because first of all, you'll enjoy it. Second of all, it'll taste better than anything you can buy. Third of all, it's healthy for you and for the world. But now we're up to it, maybe necessary. We've talked about the changes in the growing situations out west. Things have if you've noticed, been a parade of storms that has literally, if you, if when you hear them say that they have closed Interstate Five through the valley for snow, that's where the vegetables come from. <laughs> so there's a lot of challenges. There are challenges here, there, and everywhere. But top of the news for me in England, England, they're rationing tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers. Now, why would they be doing this, do you say? Well, because they don't have enough. And because of certain political things that they've done, but as well as other situations, just in terms of that supply chain business that we all know about, they're not getting what they need. So in one instance, for example, the operator of a tea shop needs sliced tomatoes and sliced cucumbers to make the sandwiches that go with the tea that they serve. Well, they can't get them from their wholesaler. 
So they have to go to the grocery store where everybody else shops. And in order to get enough for their store, they have to go to five different grocery stores because you can only buy whatever it is, three tomatoes and three cucumbers. and three. So you understand that that time is money. So first of all, it's not only costing them more and they can't get what they need, but it's also a waste of time and energy and whatnot. I don't want to have to be running around looking for this, that, and the other. I don't want you to have to be running around. If you've got something you really, really like, grow some. That's what I have to say to you today. There's a lot of reasons, bad weather, supply chains, politics, whatever it is, you can't buy tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers in the in the U.K. at the rate that you want to. You have to take what they'll give you. Uh, it just brings back so many great memories of going to Mamaw's and Papaw's on Saturday, and we would show up, and there'd be this smorgasbord of everything grown Oh, yeah, and then there's forced labor. There's also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm snapping <laughs> peas and, you know, cutting okra. and But then when you would leave, Mamaw would always open up the old Frigidaire ice box. Sure. And pull sure. out blocks of black-eyed peas and butter beans that were just take grown. Take it all home. And you'd take it home. Yep. And then, you know, yep. everything's grown. And I just, I miss that. I need to do more of that myself. And you're right. That's a part of uh, part of life that we, I think, we, we it's easy not to. But when it ain't there, where are you going to get it? You miss it. You miss it for sure. And there there are so many things. I, I, I had to stand about and decide what it is that I really miss or what I want. And I decided this week that what I really want are fresh peas. I want potted peas. I want snap peas. I, you know, I want sugar snaps. I want all that. So I planted three different kinds of peas. We'll see how that goes. But if you want it, you better look for it. <laughs> Indeed. I can't wait for the little farmer's markets to start popping back open. That I'm not a bread maker by any means, but there are some amazing <laughs> breads that you can find. And the local bakers are oh, always so worth good. pursuing. Yeah. Always, and the always. little Madison, when they do, uh, I can't remember exactly the schedule, but it's a well, lot Well, the fun. farmer's markets open a little sooner usually than the neighborhood markets or the local markets, but the market in Jackson is open. Some of the markets further to the south are open, but really – coming along later in March, everywhere you look, there will be an opportunity for that. And the best news for me is that it has pushed the larger grocery stores to emphasize what they have that is local. And that's, you know, that's important, too, because that means that that farmer's got several outlets. They're not just waiting for you to show up on Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you. We're going to listen to it, Melissa. Appreciate you. I'm turning that over to Lance. (laughs) I love music suggestions. That's always fun. I have been talking about a lot of pruning. If you happen to be one who gets my videos in the the Patreon world, or if you just sent me a question about pruning this week, I responded with my video to show you my pile that's way over my head of what all I have pruned this particular last week or so. I'm taking this opportunity to do some pruning that hasn't been done in a timely fashion, but is also dead at the top of the plant. So in the case of my pittosporums, their tops are burned out and they're not leafing out, but they're leafing out towards the down closer to the ground. So I'm taking them out. In further reports, the my sweet olive is leafing out, but oh my goodness, it's going to need some thinning and some some attention. I hope that yours is too. That seems to be the number one tree that people have asked about is sweet olive the number one shrub 
has been azaleas, and quite a few, for example, of the Formosas seem to be blooming with three leaves on them. So this is the time of year when I have to tell you that our worries are not over yet. If those plants are frozen, they still may go ahead and bloom out or leaf out. But what we have to watch for now is the midsummer collapse. And it may be that you walk out one day and the Japanese maple has dropped every single leaf or the azaleas that you carefully pruned and fertilized suddenly are just wilted over. When you look at the base of the woody stem on those plants, there's going to be a crack. And that's going to tell you that it froze back in December and managed to survive for a few more months before it actually split with the intake of more water and greater respiration rates in the summertime. So all of that goes, all of that works together. That's why we have to be a little bit more careful. So yes, if your azaleas are blooming, they have survived to this point. Yes, let them flower. Yes, prune them. Yes, fertilize them. And yes, hope for the best. <laughs> that's, that's that's kind of the way we're all thinking at this point. I believe that I will be losing um, a couple of my hollies. I don't. I, I had no idea that they would not be hardy. So some of the things that I thought would be aren't. Some of the things that I wasn't sure about seem to be surviving. We can talk about all of that. This is the the uh, opportunity for you to get on the phone. The Super Talk call line triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. And of course, you're already firing up the ceasefire text line this morning six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Good morning to Andy and Jackson. Um, how are your how are your pears? What's going on over there? <laughs> uh, let's see now. Oh, I love it when people correct their grammar in a text. Because, you know, autocorrect is a mean thing. It'll do stuff to you that you didn't really intend to say. Thank you, Rhett. I'm glad to see his sweet olive is leafing out and blooming, too. That's good. That one's in Ridgeland. So I hope everybody's is doing all right. I will be planting on the new little tiny bed in my front garden in the next couple of days. It's going to be kind of ragtag because everything that's going in it is something that I have propagated that got a little frozen in December and so it's having to come back again, maybe make it, maybe not. But in in this case, I'm happy to report that my one woodland flocks that I'm so crazy about is, in fact, living. I wasn't sure. It has come back up. This is the little one with the, with pink flowers. And it is a woodland phlox. It's native to the southeast, but it's hardly ever grown anywhere because it It tends to bloom for a minute, and then it pops up again over here and blooms for a minute, and then you don't see it for a while. So people don't – it's not a great plant for a garden bed, but I like it a lot, and I like the fact that it will kind of pop up here and there. So I'm planting it in the shady end of this new bed in hopes that it will take off and go into the space that used to be occupied by other things that seem to be dead now. (laughs) This is the story of the garden. Find another Let's see. Um, Oh, Rhett's got a good question. My bananas came up early. Yes, I know about that, too. And the temperature killed some early leaves. They've turned black. Should I do anything? Yes, cut those off. You don't need to let them rot completely, but the rest of the plant's fine. Just take off the, the individual leaves that are ruined. I don't have any problem doing that most of the time. We we I wanted you to wait through the, the bits of January and, and February that we have already passed through 
because so many things were trying really hard to leaf out or to at least put on some buds. And if they if you cut it all off too soon, it wouldn't have a chance to do that. But it's also because of the longer process. So all of that all of that works. I am happy to tell you that uh, coming up on March the fourth, the Brookhaven Camellia Society will be having their magnificent show and um, sale with 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 the folks from Mizell. This is the seventieth show. Is that amazing? I'm telling they're beautiful, beautiful camellias. People literally flock there, and you should you should too. It's um, I know that the coast show is big and fun. It's a great time. I, I, I love the shows over in, in South Louisiana. But the, as we get a little farther north, and I realize that Brookhaven's not very far north. I get that. But as we come a little bit into deeper into Zone 8, I just think the camellias do better. Somebody's going to send me a really ugly email for, for saying that. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's where I grew up. Um, I, let's see who's at Buds and Blooms this weekend. I think it's I think Alan Owings is there today. I will be there March 11th. I'll be speaking at one o'clock in the afternoon about perennial plants. So by all means, make your plans to be there. We're going to have a really really good time. And then of course, going even farther out on the calendar, April 15th, I will be at Greenwood Marketplace, and you want to be there too. Okay, okay. Did you know th- there is? This is just such a great bit of information for me to bring to you because we don't grow mimulus and we should. This is the time of year there are a few plants that don't do that great later on in the summer in the southeast. Diasha is one, mimulus is another, but they're absolutely beautiful now. Even Calabroca doesn't do as well in the midsummer. Um, and certainly there, there are calceolarias and things like that. But monkey flower, mimulus, is one of the prettiest and just one. It's a plant that has every flower color from yellow to pink to deep orange red. It does everything. But it's a plant that is now opening itself up to a great deal of use in research because of the work that has been done, um, University of Connecticut and, and a few other places put together some work collaborating to show exactly which gene it is that originally made monkey flowers not yellow. They started out yellow, then they developed other colors, and then they stopped being yellow until they came back to it. So understanding those kind of changes at those kind of subtle levels is very, very important to understanding the the how and why of plants and the way that they flower and the way that they change and the way that they develop. So it's exciting. This is the yup gene yup it is found at the at a at a region of the monkey flower genome that has three new genes we didn't know about before so it's it's just opened up a whole world of information um it's really very very wonderful to hear about and i'm so i'm so glad to know that they have put this together there are a lot of plants that have been studied a little bit but probably no none more than Arabidopsis. We, we read about it here all the time because it's so universal. Well, Mimulus, it turns out, is the same. There are only seven species of it, but they are native everywhere from the eastern part of the United States all the way, in, way well into Asia. So there's something to be studied from everywhere around the world. Very cool. Very cool plant and very very wonderful bit of research for us to hear about today. Let's see. Oh, this is an this is a good question um, from Summit. 
stacies there. If I plant field corn and sweet corn close to each other, will they cross? The the question is, how close is their pollination actually happening? There's always the opportunity for that if they're actually pollinating at the at, at the same time. But sweet corns don't work the same way field corns work. So, for example, um, I grew. I grew Silver Queen for a long time. That's a field corn that I just happen to like. I grew up on it, and it's a it's a it's not overly sweet. I know that sounds funny now because we want super sweet, hybrid sweet, whiz bang, deluxe, all that other kind of sweet corn. But I like good old Silver King because it, it just has the quality to it, and it also produces a whole lot of corn. Um, but not that far away from it, we were also growing Merit at that particular time, but. That merit does a whole different timing. It takes much longer for Silver King or Silver Queen or any of those older corns to begin to get to the point where they can grow. You've got to get, you know, a couple of football fields apart if you're growing things that are going to be making pollen at the same time. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work differently, but it doesn't work the same either. (laughs) You do it. You'll be doing fine. I believe Stacy. I think you'll be doing fine. But do look at the point um, of the do, do look at their their season. If one is a hundred day corn and one's a sixty day corn, I don't think you're going to have a problem. <laughs> so. um, I don't think this garlic is quite ready yet, Ken. But it sure is big. I'll give you that. I'm not used to seeing it quite that large until about April, but I, it shouldn't be ready quite yet. Now, when you pull one up and it's ready, send me another text and tell me I was wrong, because you know I like that. Okay. (laughs) All right, now. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to talk about today. Fish that recognize themselves in photographs. Is that possible? Well, sure it is, because this is Weekend Gardening. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Be honest. If you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay, now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay a checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? 
you made the right choice. Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today. In your corner, member FDIC. It's been said that time waits for no one, but that's not completely true. Hi, I'm Cameron Aubrey. Since 1920, our family has been privileged to serve as Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. For decades, generations have trusted all Britons for engagement rings, anniversaries, and those special events in life. Time has certainly changed our world. The Internet, smartphones, and social media have revolutionized how we research, communicate, and even shop. At All Britons, we've grown with you. At AllBritons.com, you can search, shop, and find the latest in fine jewelry. But for those who prefer the personal experience, you can now shop the all-new All Britons. 4460 Old Canton Road in Northeast Jackson. With new displays and the latest designer jewelry, we're located across from our old home in Highland Village. Still the same All Britain service you'd expect, but now bigger and better. You've waited for us, now we're ready for you. Come see what's new. All Britain's 4460 Old Canton Road in Jackson. At All Britain's, All Britain's Jewelers. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green. The new degree of comfort. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. your name is not popular when there is not a day for it. Today is National Nicholas Day, National Jessica Day, National... There is not anywhere ever going to be a National Nellie Day, but we will have it here. And for those of you who wonder why that's the case, because nobody's named Nellie anymore. My name was very popular before I was born. (laughs) I was named for somebody born almost in the previous century. To mine. Anyway, I do appreciate Oh, it's National um, Chocolate-Covered Nuts Day, so if you want to go out and eat some chocolate-covered cashews, you have my permission to do that. On the other hand, it's also Let's All Eat Right Day. Oops. <laughs> there go my chocolate-covered cashews. That cancels out, though, right? Sort the of does. The A middle. little of the – if it's good dark chocolate, I guess it would be all right. I got some cheap uh, almonds and dark – it had, like, cocoa powder 
and it was oh, dark. It was goodness. pretty good because it, it, it wasn't really chocolate, but it was. Yeah. It was something I saw, and I was like, I'll try them, and they were great. The they were dusted. Were, yeah, they yeah. were just dusted, and it had a nice flavor to it. I like it. I like it. I uh, I do have to say though that there are things that I've never, even though I understand technically how they happen, I have never in my life been tempted to try to do sword swallowing. And today is in fact National Sword Swallowers International Sword Swallowers Day. So if you know anybody, tell them hello. <laughs> it's uh, the Blues Marathon today in the capital city where I live. I have to tell you, I, I saw the route, and it comes within the, um, uh, a hair of my house, so I was really glad it's a little farther down the road this time. When they close off the street at 6.30 in the morning and I drive out to go to work, I, I, every year for a long time I was speaking to whoever the officials were at the corner to please let me out. You know? And they're busy. They don't really have time for all that. So it's, it's not a, it doesn't go past my house this time. Which is probably good. I think they've got a record number of people. The The cold weather up north sent all of them south. If you could get a plane, you probably did it. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? That's amazing. The 1,000-pound tuna. I've never I, – I, I, I just – 1,000 pounds, that's a car. I, I was going to say, I, I honestly cannot even imagine what this woman must have gone through. But it's a bluefin. It's a beautiful tune. And how calm that person is just standing there with a car that's alive <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, this is just any other day for us here on the boat. Yeah, no problem. <sighs> Good grief. I did tell you that I was going to explain to you about the fish that recognizes itself in photographs. These are words that you never thought you would hear anybody say, much less me. Osaka Metropolitan University is reporting and I really one one reason I wanted to report this to you is because of this person's title, a specially appointed professor. That's a title I need. I need to be a specially appointed professor somewhere of something. <laughs> In this case, it's the Graduate School of Science at Osaka Metropolitan University. Fish apparently have been demonstrated now, not 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 just looking at the body. But when they actually see their own face, they show the same kind of recognition that you or I would, would or that any other creature would. I find it hard to imagine, and yet here it is. There's wonderful examples of it. What they were working with was labroides, which are the little cleaner fish, which are very, very cool things. We've known for a long time that they would attack a mirror because they could recognize themselves in it. And they do attack unfamiliar cleaner fish. They're not exactly the friendliest bunch. So what they were shown were, were each of these cleaner fish were shown four photographs, one of themselves, one of an unfamiliar cleaner fish, a photo of their own face on another body. Here we go. And a photo of an unfamiliar cleaner's face on their body. Interestingly, they did not attack the ones with their own faces, but did attack those of the unfamiliar fish, even when it was had their own body attached to it. Now, This is another one of those things that I read about and I thought, you know, I would kind of like to be around the dinner table with the fish when they're discussing what they just had happen to them that day and trying to figure out why the human beings wanted to put different bodies and different heads on the fish. It's just amazing to me. But understanding, you know, people for years and years have said that 
human beings have such arrogance about our position as the stewards of the earth that we don't understand what's going on with the other creatures. And for us to understand, to have duplicative, replicative proof that fish can recognize themselves is really an opportunity for us to understand that their internal sense of self, well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that they worry all day like some of us or that they have that 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 navel gazing that we all tend to do when we worry about ourselves. But I will say that we need to understand that they have an internal sense of themselves. Probably all the social vertebrates have this quality. And believe you me, there'll be hundreds of years of research to find out. Fascinating stuff. Now, staying with fish for just a moment, I have to say that I didn't know that the cod population off of Sweden was thought to be extinct, but it's not. So that's good news. <laughs> Sometimes you just read the headlines, you know. Um, they, they had to do some genetic analysis because there are different kinds of cod there, and they thought that the coastal cod was, had been lost. But, in fact, it has not. It's difficult to find any of the adults. Presumably they are preyed upon. Um, but they, they did show a high proportion of juvenile cod in the fjords and near the west coast of Sweden. So this is a big change. This is one of the things that they have been working to try and make happen. And fortunately, I think they may have. I like that. I was talking to you about planting this flower bed. And I've got to say, um, the, the bulbs that I planted last fall have made a beautiful swoop up through the, the the landscape there in that part. I'll let use the word landscape very loosely. It's a big bed that I built uh, a long time ago, and it, it has a lot of strange things in it. Oh, by the way, for all of my uh, all of my friends, but my particular friends in the Hattiesburg Daylily Society, I'm happy to tell you that Nancy Gale has made it perfectly. The, the daylily is looking beautiful, and I'm seeing a flower stem already coming up in there. So that's another thing in that front bed that I, I watch to see how things are doing. I did prune the limelight, and so the, the proportions will be a little bit better if I can get the vitex down. This other bed is going to be into the shade, starting over in the shade, and then moving into the, the full sun. So there are a couple of small spireas. There's some stachys some of my my personal favorite lamb's ears to put in there and then there's also going to be some sort of a surprise i'm still trying to get the paper bush but i may not be able to do that i need another i need a focal point there that will help your eye move across the garden if you're doing what i'm doing if you're putting in a new bed somewhere and one of the reasons for this one is to connect the two sides of the space you need to understand that things have to have to draw your eye from one to the other I'm not going to plant another big tree there because I don't need that level of shade. I've got plenty of the shade on the other side. But I do need something that's going to be equally interesting, and that's what I'm working on. Maybe paper bush. We'll see. Um, Yes, I believe, Ken, that that's their exact point of view, that if you have to talk to Charlie the Tuna, you know, what are you going to say? Come on home, Charlie. (laughs) Anyway. There's a lot of things about animal husbandry that can be important to work out before you make your decisions about things. I have told the story here, I think, but maybe not. Um, I have known a lot of folks in my life, and and a couple of them who are no longer with us were very, very late-life parents. 
they had uh, they had had other children, but surprise, we're having another one. And she was the first one born to them after they moved to the country. They'd never lived in the country before. And if you believe that the back to the country movement was something that shouldn't have happened, then you probably won't like this story. But I like it because she went to school in the rural area out west and joined 4-H and raised a calf. And the parents worried and talked to all of us and wrote everybody and got, you know, just just terrible. How are we going to explain to her what happens to the cow? Now, they were not vegetarians, but they also didn't raise their own stock. And because 4-H is such a wonderful, wonderful program, this daughter of, God bless them, peacenik, hippie people that I just think the world of, they were delightful people, came home from them to them and said, okay, it's time to take Blackie, and I'm going to ride in the truck and bring Blackie back so we can have him for dinner. I've worked very hard. Blackie's eating very healthy, and everything's all good. The parents nearly fainted. <laughs> the daughter understood everything much better than they did. <laughs> so that's my discussion about fish recognizing themselves in the mirrors. Blackie knew Blackie's name. Blackie also knew that Blackie was dinner. So My mom had a similar story. They, they had a, a big black bull in the backyard. They lived in downtown McGee, so it was, you know, literally <laughs> downtown. unusual. Yeah, it was a nice lot, you know, downtown. They had a horse and the, and the cow and, or, and the bull, and eventually uh, mom came home and Rebel wasn't there anymore. And uh, they ate him for dinner for about a year. You know? Yep. So. <laughs> yep. If, if you understand what's going on, you understand what's going on. Um, there, I, I will tell you that the broccoli screams when you cut it, but that does not stop me from cutting the broccoli. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I am a steward at that point. That's why I want to do it all sustainably so I can do it again and again and again. And I think I think it's working so far. Oh, another thing to prune. If you have a butterfly bush, budlias, and it's the kind that are purple, pink, or white, the yellow one's a different plant. You don't want to prune it yet. You're going to prune it after it blooms. But the, the, the classic, the Davidii budlias need to be pruned now. There, that's a plant, really, that I don't care whether you have a, a big container space and you want to put a two-foot-tall dwarf shrub thing in it. You can put one there. You might want to put a tree practically i mean they'll be you know 10 or 12 feet tall in some of some of the speed some of the varieties rather but it all is a marvelous plant to add because first of all it has a slightly different looking flower very few of your flowers that are in the summer garden are going to have big cones of tiny 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 flowers on them until you get into things like oak leaf hydrangeas okay and this is a different different structure It's also going to be something that can be a focal point in a bed or a focal point on your patio, up on the deck in a nice, good-looking container. I'm I'm a believer in getting nice, good-looking containers and putting them where you will see them even when the plants in them don't look so hot because then you've got something nice to look at. (laughs) You know, it's why not? Give yourself an, an attractive environment. We uh, moved a butterfly bush to Boodlia last year, and it seemed to be doing very well after we transplanted it. But it doesn't look very good now. Probably it, not. Yeah, after the so if it's not greening up a little now, what it it's gonna. Probably, it needs to be cut back anyway. Okay. What happens is, like lantanas, butterfly bushes sometimes never go completely dormant. 
And so we think, well, I shouldn't prune it. Well, should I prune it? Well, should not, you know, and this and that. And then we wait and prune it after it blooms, and it turns into this thicket of stuff. So it's better to actually take off the, the twiggy growth and cut them back a fair amount so that because they're going to bloom on new growth for, that's produced this year. And, of course, if you cut into it and it's dead, then you know that it's dead. But if you cut into it and it has a little green under there or some solid white, you know, how the in- interior of the, the stem will look, you're good. So I'm for cutting them back. Same thing as Vitex, same thing as Lantana. I cut the Lantana back because it, it is entirely woody, and I don't really think I cut it back but once last year, and it usually gets cut back twice, so it was really big. And the interesting thing is that I'm not seeing any of the usual leafing out that I would see on the cut part, but it's coming up from the bottom already. So that's going to be fun. Um, my, my phloxes as well. Some of the perennials look like they're coming right back. Some of them don't. My nominee for the toughest perennial in the garden this year is Autumn Joy Sedum. It has not only sprouted up and started growing, it's bigger and prettier and greener than it was last year before it froze. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense, but it happened. It does happen. I have been following the James Webb telescope, of course, as we all have, because it's just so interesting to have all of this. There are interesting pieces of our puzzle that we didn't even know it was going to look for, much less find. University of Colorado at Boulder is reporting this week they have uh, found six candidate galaxies in the Webb's vision that are 600 million years old about. And actually, folks, here's the deal. They shouldn't exist. According to all the theories that we know, they shouldn't be there. Well, that's why we do research, and that's why we send things like the James Webb Telescope out into space so we can find out the stuff that we didn't know. I like it. Hey, now, don't go far away. This is Weekend Gardening. Look at where you've been. Super Talk Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome, Morgan Wallen Live. Y'all whiskey glasses, y'all sing it with me. Sunday night, April 23rd at Bought Hemingway Stadium at Old Miss. For a sold out show. We got free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
In the heart of Mississippi, there's a place built on tradition and memories. Come make yours at the hideaway at Reed's Estate. A nature retreat nestled amongst the pines is the hideaway. Located near Brookhaven, boasts 400 beautiful acres to explore, curated venues, and lodging to host you and your guests. The hideaway is perfect for corporate events, family gatherings, weddings, and romantic getaways. Book your event with us today at The Hideaway at ReedsHideaway.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Having any electrical problems? Lavallee Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. Lavallee Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. Lavallee Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Super Talk Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome, Morgan Wallen Live. Y'all, whiskey glasses, y'all sing it with me. Sunday night, April 23rd, at Vaught Hemingway Stadium at Old Miss. For a sold out show. Got free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once in a lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi Zone, Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win tickets by going to Got Gear Motorsports on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. That's Got Gear Motorsports in Ridgeland. Yes, indeed, indeed. Corinne, I think that your Confederate Jasmine is as dead as my Confederate Jasmine. I'm happy about it. You're not. (laughs) I understand. Yes, it is time. She says that everywhere that she scratches in the stems, there's no green at all and no leaves have popped out. And she's been training it for a decade on the back fence. (sighs) Yeah, I understand. I do really. Uh, I, I, I. I have a beautiful trellis in a prominent place, and I have star jasmine on it, and it's dead, dead, and dead. So I understand completely. We gotta, we gotta fix these things. We gotta replace them. Beth wants to know if olive trees will grow in Madison. She saw beautiful ones in Greece. They are, they are beautiful. I was lucky enough to be in a 
Olive Grove in Southern California once, and I, I have to tell you, the sound of the breeze through those leaves is just beautiful. There are some varieties that would be hardy in Madison. Be sure that you are getting a cold, hardy olive tree that is hardy in Zone 8 where you live. They are primarily not for you. They're primarily a southern, further south tree. But we now have a very active olive growing industry in South Georgia, for example. So they have expanded their variety search to things that will make it in, in Zone 8. Not only peanuts, but olives, too. Huh? How about that? Yeah, and, and so Zone 8, you would want to, because I, I, we have a olive, a sweet olive tree. and it's, Sweet yeah, olive is different from olive olive. The, the sweet olive. It, so the... Yeah. When they're the if they're getting a little green top right now, you're starting to see a little bit coming out. I have a fig tree too, and it starting they're alive. To, they're alive, yeah. so they're good. You don't yeah. want to cut anything right now. Well, I'm going to thin my sweet olive because there's some branches that aren't going to leaf out, but it it's it's going to be kind of ugly for a little while. And that may it, you, people may decide after they leaf out that they want to do some shaping to stimulate growth further back on the stems. But right now, I'm just going to wait and see how much comes out. Um, right now, it's leafing out at the top of some really wimpy-looking <laughs> branches. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But I'm glad it's alive because I, I, I planted that from a teeny, teeny thing a long time ago, and I like it. Yeah, cut off that Confederate jasmine. I'm so sorry. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Note from Rhett, leave some clover so we can all have some honey. He's right. He's right. Um if you can, please don't let stuff go to seed if it's in your way, if it's in the, the middle of your lawn, for example. But do give yourself the opportunity to let some of these quote-unquote weeds stay for a bit. It's going to help a lot in terms of the, the pollinators. Mm, can, that, that does look like a fence full. Thank you. Um, all right. Paul and Brandon has heard me say the reason, but he can't remember. It's because there's more than one. Why, why crepe myrtles turn black? If it is the trunk of the crepe myrtle itself that is turning black, that's more likely to be the scale insect problem that we are having, crepe myrtle bark scale. If it's the leaves that turn black, and even the twigs and stuff, that's generally because sooty mold is, well, sooty mold's growing all over it. But if it's growing on the leaves, it's because something's been feeding on the tree at, at another point in time. So there's there there are a couple of different ways that that can happen. But if the stems and the trunk itself are turning black with sooty mold, the chances are really good that you're soon going to see the white proliferation that is the scale insect, and that's a, it's a bigger problem. If you have that issue, I would just suggest um, first of all decide how much you like the tree because <laughs> it's not going to be easy to clean it up, much less maintain it as a tree without the problem coming back. And I would also say that MSUcares.com or look up or, or search up Dr. Blake Layton on the subject of crepe myrtle bark scale. You'll get really good advice about what to do if you decide you want to do something. Um, I only sprayed oil on my neighbor's problem tree, and uh, it doesn't look too good. <laughs> but I haven't. He hasn't taken any steps either, so we shall see. Butterfly bush, it's more like a butterfly tree. <laughs> Donald's in Oxford. Um, my wife doesn't want to cut it back, but it's taking over. Cut it back by one-third. 
that's the, the you can go farther with a butterfly bush, but because I'm not a divorce lawyer, I want to make sure that you and your wife can agree on this one. And about a third of it will be plenty to get that new the new flowers growing, going and growing, and then it'll also embolden you to be able to do it again next year, which can help to reduce it. But it will reduce it if you just take a third off of it. That will be quite a bit less less tree than it has. <laughs> less less butterfly tree. He's right, you know, sometimes our things do take off. Oh my goodness. Wow. Pretty though, you know, I I have had a white one and I've had a purple one and I, but, butterfly bushes are just very very beautiful. I I like the fact that we're finding out about them again. I think they came and went in their popularity. Sort of like the perennial guara. I don't know if you know that one. Um guara's real it's a tight little clump, but it sends up all these stems that just wave all over the place with flowers on them. And it, it's a beautiful, very kinetic plant. It was popular for a minute, and then it then it wasn't. <laughs> all of a sudden, it wasn't. Yeah, cut that butterfly bush by about a third. Ah, ah, Rhett. You, you're in a good mood today, I can tell. Rhett had a real olive tree in Palm Springs and made the mistake of taking a bite of one of the fruits yeah it's terrible it i'm telling you this is one of my best examples of who in the world did this human beings want to eat everything but you can't eat an olive off the tree who decided to put them into brine and leave them there for a period of time at different stages of their development now come on Good grief. Somebody was either very hungry, had a lot of olives, or was seriously looking for a new way to make a living. All of those things work together to our advantage because now we have olive oil. And, of course, pressing is a different act than processing in some other way, so they had to learn how to press. Anyway, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, 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 um. Ooh, yes. Andrea, I could definitely use some candelabra plant seeds um i have some i I could use some more we're planting those hers have already come up we're planting those i believe it's next week i have somebody else working with me on that project so yes um send me an email we'll get together this week there's not uh, there's nothing like swapping seeds okay now I love candelabra trees. They're so pretty. Well, hello, Brenda. My goodness. It um I I don't I don't know mm, I, I don't know if you need to repot. This is a night blooming series that has been in in the garage in the shop all winter. And it's probably gonna need to be trimmed back a little bit. Could be trimmed back, but you may not need to repot it. I wouldn't do anything until you get it outside, get it watered, fertilize it once, and see what all of this perks up and stands up. If it's not, if if you put water through it and it goes straight through, it can't possibly be absorbing any because there's so many roots in this pot, then yes, you'll want to repot it. But they do prefer to be slightly pot-bound. They bloom better if they're a little tighter in in their root zone. And... There are a lot of all of this can can be propagated. It's a little bit on the leafy side, but but yeah, you can propagate that in lots of it. In all of those individual leaves, each of those places that it joints onto the next leaf, each of those is a place where it has the potential. And sometimes you'll see little roots coming out at those spots, and then you just cut down into the leaf below it and use that as your roots, or you take the whole thing off and root some of that. 
pretty neat, pretty wonderful. Yes, it has. Ellie and Florence, I agree with you. I know about that. Thank you much. You can say I'm crazy. It's okay. Lots of people do. The good news is that offbeat, one of the things I really like about the move in this world to be who you are is that it gives us who never were real comfortable with who we are the opportunity to be a little bit more comfortable. Not entirely, not entirely, but uh, as a fourth grader who once attempted to wear a pleated white skirt on my large body, I tell you, stay tuned, friends. There's more to come. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak, because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs, such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Chocolates? Nah. Jewelry? Mm, a new Mazda? Oh, yeah! This February, get what you really want. A new vehicle from Mazda of Jackson during our Sweet Deals sales event. Not only will we give you the best deals, but we also give you the best dealer experience, period. Right now, get super low 0.9% financing for 36 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 3.9% financing for 60 months on certified pre-owned Mazda CX-9s. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Mazdaofjackson.com. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile power train warranty. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And bring us your trade. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come get what you really want, as we're giving you sweet deals all through February at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com With approved credit, call select model. See dealer for details. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professional at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves on Thursday announced $1.3 billion in transportation capacity project funding. Projects will be ready to begin construction upon receiving the necessary funds. Brad White is the executive director of the Mississippi Department of Transportation. So we ultimately, the list that he chose to go with, had 19 projects uh, that deal with our interstates or our highways that if we had the funding, we could go ahead and and, uh, program for the construction of these and hopefully upon building them, get them out of the queue, which would allow everything else that's still going through the pre-construction phases to be uh, to a point that when those are built, we would have the general revenue stream to go ahead and build those and basically allow us to catch up from the time we lost. $100 million of the funding is directed to go to the state's emergency road and bridge repair program. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse. And on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811-BEFORE-YOU-DIG. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. The Mississippi Arts Commission is accepting applications for a grant program that gives artists funding for their next big project. Executive Director David Lewis says the Mississippi Arts Commission was created to help artists across the state. Mississippi is known for its arts, and so we try to cultivate that and make sure that the next B.B. King and the next Oprah are, are well supported. There are several kinds of grants that artists can apply for. For an artist, an individual, we have artist fellowships. Now, that is going to be I think, up to $5,000 for the artist to be able to get supplies that they may need to create new work. But they also have individual artist project grants. So this is if an artist is going to do a project in the community and wants to give back to their community, this is going to go for that. Stay up to date with all the latest Mississippi news by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm forward slash newsletter. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams on this next to the last regular season weekend of SEC basketball. Texas A&M is at Mississippi State this afternoon, 2.30 tip in the Humphrey Coliseum, 2 o'clock airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. And then it's LSU at Ole Miss tonight, 7.30 to tip off in the Pavilion, 7 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Other action this weekend in the SEC, Missouri is at Georgia, Arkansas at number 2 Alabama, Auburn is at Kentucky, South Carolina is at Tennessee, Florida is at Vanderbilt. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles took on the Texas State in the regular season finale, the Sun Belt Conference regular season, and they come out with a share of the regular season championship, 79-69 or Texas State. The Eagles are now 25-6, 14-4 in the Sun Belt. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders too. All propane homes on average are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Get some green for spring with the newest promotion from the Mississippi Lottery. It costs nothing to enter. Just scan the green for spring QR codes on Lottery Play Center, retailer checkout screens, and TV commercials to get in on the fun. Mississippi Lottery insiders receive entry links by email. There are weekly cash prizes, and look for the special code on the back of Mississippi Lottery throws at the March 25th Howe St. Patty's Parade. Go to mslotteryhome.com slash promos for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. 
WGAMBLO. Friday was not a good day in baseball for the Big Three in Mississippi. Arizona State hit three home runs and beat Mississippi State 13-4 at Duty Noble Field. Arizona State now 5-0. The Bulldogs now 3-3. They'll play again this afternoon at 5 o'clock. That game will be on the network after the MSU basketball game. And then Sunday's game is a 1 o'clock game as well at Duty Noble Field. Ole Miss took on the Maryland Terrapins in Oxford and Maryland stopped Ole Miss nine to two to hand the Rebels their first loss of the season. The Rebels are now four and one. They'll play again today, one thirty first pitch, one o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Same times on Sunday, one thirty and one o'clock airtime there. Southern Miss suffered their first loss, thirteen to five, as they lost to Illinois. They'll play again today and Sunday in Hattiesburg. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for deciding that this needed to be part of your life today. You might be listening to this live broadcast. Hello, I'm glad you are, or even watching. Or you might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be picking up the podcast, which does, in fact, include extra tips. So that might be interesting for you. And indeed, yep, you might just be going on demand and putting a couple hours of Garden Mama in your ear while you're on the road or headed into another part where you don't have necessarily all the Wi-Fi in the world. I like it. Thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate it. There are so many things going on in our gardens right now. You can get in touch with me easily. First of all, of course, the Super Talk call line, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, and the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. I do pay a little bit of attention to social media from now and then, and I'm going to do my very best to uh, get you some answers to a couple of questions that came in to the Facebook group this week that they didn't put pictures with so they don't get posted. If you don't, It's just one of those rules. There's a lot of posts that come to me, and I'll, I pick and choose what I want the group to see. And, in fact, we have begun to get some requests for a new membership, so I don't think it's made anybody too angry. <laughs> That's good if you're interested in that. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Garden Mama Nelly and post up there about once a week, maybe twice sometimes. It's It's really fun to watch other people. And I don't like to be thought of as a lurker, so I will post something here and there so that I don't seem to be just just reading other people's posts. Something I read about this week that got me started to talk to you about things, I, there was a, quite a bit of a back and forth um, about what causes us to sneeze in the springtime. Most everybody was admitting that it was probably not the quince, that it might have been the pear trees, and it could be the pines, and it could be the oaks. I'm telling you, it's all of it. If you are a person with seasonal allergies, this is going to be a banner year for all of us. The oak trees that I have seen in bloom already, well, they're leafing out now, which means they'll be putting out their catkins pretty pretty quickly. And in fact... 
Yep, the pines are beautiful. It's going to be a really big pollinaceous year for them. I told you there was going to be a lot of this because of the freeze in December. Plants are triggered to do their best. And, in fact, we're seeing a lot of that. Now, I will tell you that the flowering quince is blooming at my place. I wasn't sure if it was going to. And it, the number of leaves is a little odd, so I'm going to have to watch for the cracking at the base of the woody stems this summer. If they don't, if the plants don't do so well all the way through, you know, they'll put on some flowers and put on some leaves, then just kind of sit there. You'll have to be looking, all of us will, at the bottom part of those woody plants to see whether those ruptures, the splits and whatnot, have appeared at their base. If the bark is split, it's very unlikely that the plant's going to be able to survive if it is at the base of that plant. Just doesn't really happen. Hey, Joe, good to hear from you today. Let's see. Um, well, I don't know. I'm going to take I'm gonna look at that and see if I can figure it out. He's got. Oh, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, we've got it. There's wasps that can do that. We'll talk about that. I'll look that one up. I don't know everything. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. But I also do have other people that I trust. And fortunately, now they're all available in the, the Google machine, as, as someone else calls it. <laughs> take a look. Do forest tree? Do the trees in the forest? Do the trees in in, a, in any glade? You know, com- companion plants of trees. Do they actually talk to each other? And by talk, we mean communicate through their fungi underground. The answer is yes. By the way, spoiler alert: Re- University of Alberta is doing some research in a different angle on this. We have talked about it, and of course. Um, I, I I don't I I actually don't watch Ted Lasso, but I understand it's been referred to in that program as the Wood Wide Web. That is Wood Wide Web, okay? Because it is true. We we're we experience life with the trees. The trees experience life apart and separate from us, and with themselves. There's an underground web. That we understand. If you've ever looked at an aspen grove and realized that it's one tree, you know, that's how these things work. And in fact, what we're looking at now, of course, are the communications that are ruptured, whether or not the trees can survive long term when there's not enough of them to communicate one with the other. There are, of course, good fungi and bad fungi. As we all know, so there are the the one of the reasons for surveying this kind of situation with the in the tree network is so that we can find out which ones contribute to its growth, which ones stifle it, which ones do a good job against the other onset of things that might tear the tree roots apart, and which ones, of course, contribute to their health. Really important work, and I'm glad they're doing more of it. But yeah, the answer is yes, they do in fact talk to each other. <laughs> now. Here's one you don't necessarily want to know, my friends. Um, I've got to tell you a few other pieces of information today, but in, if there's ever any, anything that, any reason you need to know the difference between a male bee and a female bee, the male bee's eyes are bigger. There you go. Jim's in Laurel this morning. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Hey, Jim. What's up? Oh, Gordon, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about these Easter lilies. Yeah. And I decided to leave them alone. Good. Now, they're sort of, they don't look too good, but there's leaves, oak leaves on the ground all around them. Do I need to leave them leaves in there or get them out? You can do either way. 
I wouldn't rake too hard because that'll tear up the lily leaves. But if you have a blower, you can blow those leaves out of there and get a little bit. It might help the bed dry out a little bit. It also might help the lilies have a little more space, you know, the ability to take up some water and whatnot when they do need it. Okay, well, I got Easter lilies blooming now. <laughs> yep, I'm not surprised. And I got some more <laughs> growing up out there in these, and they look like green onions. Mm-hmm. And when they're about two foot tall, and they got the pretty little yellow flower on them when they bud out. Mm-hmm. And they come up in a cluster. I'm wondering, is this cluster one plant, or is it a bunch together, and when can I move them, if I can move them? I would dig the whole clump up at once. It may or may not be one bulb. There may be several bulbs there, but because they're coming up and blooming together, they best be moved as as one. Okay. Well, I got a couple, th- two or three of them here that's not all that many coming up. Mm-hmm. But I got two of them here that's, oh, good gracious, I bet they're a foot across the bottom. Well, if you like them, you should dig them up, and then they'll probably fall apart when you do, and you'll have two or three to plant. Okay, well, I'll do that, but when can I do this? You know, here's the thing about bulbs. Everybody will tell you to wait until the leaves have died down halfway. It's better for the bulb. It allows it to concentrate its energy in the base before you start doing that. But most people are going to go dig them up when they see them in bloom because they know they like the flower. And usually that works, too. <laughs> so you, your choice. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try one right now. If it makes it good, I'll get the rest see, of them. See, there you go. I'll uh, wait to fall and get them out. There you go. Garden Mama, enjoy your Have show. yourself have a, a wonderful day, Jim. Thanks for calling. Take care of Laurel for us, okay? Okay. Mike from Boonville wants to know, is it too late to trim crepe myrtle? Who knows is the answer to that one. If it has leafed out, yes, it's it's really too late other than to remove the parts of it that might be dead or that are dead. For example, if you've got a nice branch but it's only leafed out halfway along the bottom and the top is still not leafing out at all, you rub your thumb on it, your thumbnail rather, and you can see that it's not green underneath, that's not going to relief out. So that's the part I would trim off at this point. If you want to do the heavy kind of pruning that we would ordinarily do in January and your trees have not leafed out, okay, I'm surprised they haven't or at least tried to, but it's certainly a matter of that particular tree. When when they have leafed out, if you start chopping on them, all you do is create more leafy growth, and that does not necessarily result in flowers. So that's why we don't do that later. If we're going to prune heavily, we prune in the middle of the winter. In this particular year, who knows how how the trees will respond. But if you've got parts on anything, they've leafed out, and then the tips, for example, the, the top two feet of the branch has not leafed out, and you can see that it's not going to because it has no green underneath the bark. That's the that's literally the, the cue to prune, and you have my permission as well as the plants. I don't have, think you'll have any trouble with that. Let's see. We're looking at. Oh, yeah, okay, we're talking about candelabras. I have to check on all these things and see if I caught up on everything. Some dates for your calendars, my friends. I want you to make sure that you get yourself um, 
on the calendar, March the 4th, the Brookhaven Camellia Show is coming up. That's going to be great. That's just a wonderful place to see camellias, wonderful varieties, and really, really, really nice people. March 11th, I will be at Buds and Blooms at 1 at one o'clock in the afternoon talking about perennials. They're doing seminars all spring long, celebrating their anniversary. Y'all go see them. It's a, the best bunch of people, so not so nice and so much to do there. And, of course, on April 15th, I'll be at Greenwood Marketplace. So put that on your calendar, too. Okay? Okay. Let's see. Is Mark up here? Can I talk to Mark? He'll get me Mark in just a minute. I'm going to talk about some fertilizer. There always are questions about what we're going to fertilize and how we're going to fertilize. And I have to tell you that the main question for me is always, what is it that you want the fertilizer to do? The reason that we soil test is so that we're not adding fertilizer that's unnecessary, but we still may have reasons, we still may have reason to want to add another, a different sort of fertilizer. For example, if we're trying to grow lots of green leaves or if we're trying to grow only flowers some can sometimes make a difference. Let's talk to Mark in Perkinston. Hey, Mark, what kind of fertilizer are you looking for today? Uh, well, I'm fixing to plant red potatoes, and I know about putting some Epsom salt down before I put them in the ground. Is that right? I have. I've known people that did that, and I've known people that didn't. It's not not going to be a problem. That, that if you know that, for instance, your soil is lacking in magnesium or in its ability to to give up calcium, then that's when you would do that. If you already knew that about okay, your soil, well, but a lot of people just do it. Yeah. Well, what about in, uh, planting them? And is there any fertilizer I should put down? I would like to see you use. I would like to see you use a vegetable garden fertilizer. In other words, um, there are choices to be made. One is whether you're going to use something like eight 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 or thirteen thirteen thirteen. That's going to really be useless in the potato world because it not only has too much of one thing and not enough of the other, but it's not really that. You'd have to put a whole lot of it in there to, to get the potatoes that you want. But with a vegetable garden food, a, a product that's made for this particular use, you're going to find that you can literally add some every time you put in the leaves as you're building up around the leaves, the stems to create more potato space. You can add a little bit of the other of this garden fertilizer. Just it doesn't matter whose brand it is; it's just going to be vegetable garden food. Is there a number number with it? Usually it's five ten ten or five ten five. It's usually five ten ten or five ten five. Okay. And it will be a complete fertilizer. It will have trace elements in it. Yeah, as long as it says for garden, you said it says yeah. garden. Say, look for vegetables. vegetables. Yeah, it could say flowers, but it's going to be more likely to say vegetable garden food. It will have the trace elements in it. And I'll tell you the truth. This is. They, I, I probably shouldn't you say think, it. Um, I think it's going to be a little cheaper if it's for vegetables than for flowers. <laughs> Maybe the same fertilizer. We have a tractor supply in Wiggins. You think they would? Carry oh sure, like they'll have. Oh sure, they'll have it. No problem. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your help. Thank have you much. Day. I love some red potatoes now. They're my favorites. Um, I, I, I realize they're not for everything. Before y'all start, you know. They're, they're not for everything. They're, they're a particular kind of potato. I get that. Now, that being said, I have I had a funny question this week, and then suddenly there was a, a bit of information that, that passed my desk about the same subject. 
So somebody's kids have decided to go vegan, and they are feeling a whole lot better. These are not my kids. This is just somebody that sent me a note. And they wanted to know about that. What they were concerned about was that if you're not eating protein from traditional sources, or is your brain going to not work well? And the question has come up over the years. The answer is obviously their entire civilizations built on vegan and vegetarian culture that are fine. You know, it's not a, it's not a problem. It's just a matter of substituting in the right amounts and changing how you process those, how you, how you do things, how you cook usually. Now, the University of Queensland has discovered the active compound in edible mushrooms that enhances memory and boosts nerve growth. I'm telling you, this woman is going to suddenly become the biggest person in the world. I sent her this article. She's not responded to me yet. But she was so worried about them using for, for making, they were making a barbecue out of jackfruit and mushrooms. I don't even need the jackfruit. I can I can take mushrooms and turn them into something that tastes as delicious as any barbecue that I've ever had. But I'll also go get a barbecued brisket because I am an omnivore. I will eat just about everything. But I like particular tastes, and I do love the way mushrooms have a meaty in their in the classic sense. The chew to them is is very much like other proteins. So what they did was they got themselves an op- the opportunity to analyze the mushrooms under super resolution microscopy in other words seeing things at the level that we can't see otherwise and what they found out was the lion's mane mushroom it does in fact improve brain cell growth and memory in these early early trials and this hadn't been spread out all over the world yet but they're in the midst of proving it again and again because as they published in the journal of neurochemistry we need to know these things we not only need to know where our sources are and what we're going to eat, but what they do for us. So suddenly we're going to have a whole lot of people that want more lion's mane mushrooms. And if you only want them for taste, I'm telling you, it's a good way to go. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. We're going to talk to Mike after the break. We're going to talk about, I promise, the fastest fish. I will bring you the fastest fish. I will bring you good news about nematodes. What? Well, yeah, there is a little bit of good news about nematodes, other than to another nematode. <laughs> they they like one another. But perhaps for me, and I'm going to go take advantage of it right now, coffee with milk may have an anti-inflammatory effect from the University of Copenhagen. Enjoy. That's all I have to say. Now, come on. Let's boogie out of here. This is Weekend Gardening. for a contractor for your new home or remodel go licensed unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money but they may do shoddy work or in some cases no work at all costing you far more in the long run protect yourself and your investment 
by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you owe nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Steer it up, little darling, steer it up. 
it has. Indeed, indeed. It's an old song. I like it. You know me. I like old music. I like some new music. We were just talking about can you only listen to one, you know, or the other. No, you can listen to old music and new music. But I have to tell you, we're right, right now on the, the, the platform, as they say, of all these young musicians and some of them grew up listening to their grandpa's record collection. <laughs> In those cases, they're pretty cool because they're playing like I play. Anyway, just fun, interesting stuff. Let's talk to Mike in pedal. Well, Mike's got a, a, a bonus bloom going. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling. What's up? Okay, uh, I got a two for this morning. Uh, first is about my... Uh, Christmas cactus, and then about a hickory mm-hmm. uh, transplanted. But okay. anyway, uh, the cactus. Is it common for them to go through um, uh, two blooms? Uh, I have a, I have one that, uh, well, both of them actually, and uh, they really uh, put on, a, we're putting on a show around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, then, then the blooms uh, dropped off, and they have bloomed again. Not. Not as much as they did earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, but they they have bloomed again. Well, you, and, you uh, have, you have just, beat me. I only got one rebloom this year on mine. So. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens: there are two things that work together to make the Christmas cactus or Easter cactus or Thanksgiving cactus, any of these flowering cacti, to put their buds on. One is the temperature, and one is the day length, and the two things can work together. So, for example. If the room that they're in is just pleasantly cool, it's not overheated, it's not a super warm room, it's not, you know, like a greenhouse, it's just a warm, a, a decent room that you and I could sit in and have a cup of coffee, that's going to be cool enough. And at the same time, the days as they get shorter, in, the, in of course, the 24 hours is still the length of the day, but in terms of the daylight that they have available to them, there it, it does get less in the wintertime. So sometimes that, that influences some of them to put on other flower buds. You you got lucky. You did real good. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, they are in a uh, in a south-facing room, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so I, 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 I'm basically not going to do anything with them. We may have uh, July 4th blooms. You, uh, you never know. You never know. Anyway, uh Fertilize. Should I give them uh, a, a dose of maybe some water soluble fertilize? Uh, yeah, I do that as soon as it gets to be. I would have ordinarily said mid-March, but we're getting pretty close to where we, it's going to be time. Mine have looked like they're they're growing a little bit. I've noticed that there's there's some. It's a little. I have an issue with one of them because it's draining a little too quickly. I'll probably have to repot it. But at that point, somewhere in the next few weeks, I'll give them a little bit of soluble fertilizer. Sure will. I don't want them to get pale okay. on me as the, as they begin to grow. Okay. All right. A, a, about a year ago, I called you about transplanting a hickory tree, a wild hickory tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, and uh, at, at the time I transplanted, it was it was just beginning to put on leaf buds, and I transplanted it, and uh, and, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think what might have happened is I might have lost some of the tap root on that thing. I don't know how much. Could have been six or eight inches. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And basically, it, it sat there since I planted it. Uh, it's tall and skinny. It's a little larger uh, than my thumb at the bottom, and then, then it tapers to a smaller size up toward the top, and it's probably 
seven or eight feet tall. It just a, looks mm-hmm. like a, just a stick sticking in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's there's still some flexibility in in the the, the tree, and also it looks like those um, uh, leaf buds are beginning to green up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I scratched a little bit on the bark, and I stopped. I'm pretty sure I saw some green, and uh, should I just leave it alone and let's see what it's going to happen? Well, Uh, ordinarily I would say yes, but since we're not getting much branching at all, I want you to keep a very close eye on it. When it starts to bud out, it it may go ahead and accommodate us and, and not only put out leaves, but also put out some branching now that it's gotten growing. But if it hasn't, we might have to do a little bit of tipping at the at the end of the branch in in order to get it to produce branches underneath that so i wouldn't do anything until those buds swell up and pop open because you may get some you may get some good stem growth what we're trying to do of course with a young tree like this is to develop a canopy and get it to thicken its girth and we we may have to help it but let's leave let's leave it be right now and see whether it can do it on its own that's what i was wondering because uh it really doesn't have any limbs on it. It's just mm-hmm. basically, it may have a couple that are, you know, six, eight inches long. But mm-hmm. uh, And as those get, if those get a little stronger, that'll be good. But you may still have to tip the top. You may have to take a, do a little tipping in order for it to branch out some more because that's what we want it to do. Yeah, I was wondering about, uh, about topping it back. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, I didn't know how, how much I Mm-hmm. Get, let it get leafed out, and then we'll see how close there is a how close there is a branch to where the tip is, and if we can get it to be within six or seven inches, you won't need to top it. But if it's if there's two branches coming off and they're two feet off the ground, and you got five more feet of stem coming out the top, you will in, you will end up doing a little bit of topping. Okay. 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 So just All give right, it a little great. time. Give it a little time. Give yourself a little time. And and as I, as, I as that just, famous horticulture person says, look the other way for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I, I was just really surprised because I thought the thing would have been dead by now. Well, it's, and it's we're 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 here. having a lot of surprises. Some that are good and some that are not. But we're having some some good surprises too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank right. you. Well, good well, thank to hear you so from much. you. I'm glad it's alive. That's wonderful. Thank you. All right. Now then, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Joe, in 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 Madison, it, it was wonderful to see you. I was so happy to run into you this week. This this is in his son's um, holes in the in the backyard. If somebody in Laurel also has these holes in their backyard, they should tell me, and I'll tell you. But I'm going with I'm 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 not I'm looking at the holes and I'm looking at the place and I'm looking at the whole business. I'm. I don't know. Uh, it could be a wasp, as your you were, as was suggested. It could be bees, but it could also be mole crickets. So I'm going to suggest um, digging one up, digging up around in there, and seeing what you can find in there. To, maybe we can identify the critter. Mole crickets are a bigger problem. Obviously, if we've got bees or ground wasps, uh, we, we're not worried about that. A, 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 a yellow jacket's not going to make this kind of a hole. Okay, so that's the first thing. And some of the others are not either, but more troubling ones. But that's my best advice for now. I will keep an eye on it. I will you you do too and, and we'll figure it out. I am uh is anybody doing this? You know, this whole world of 
what are you going to eat and how's it going to affect you and do you like this and can you eat that and all those sorts of things. Uh, it's getting to be where you have to basically do a checklist, you know, before you can have dinner with anybody. But the rise of sweet potatoes has been one of the great joys of my life. I do like red potatoes. I'm not going to say I don't like that. I love red skin potatoes with white centers. I love that. I do love a nice blue carib potato, purple carib. Um, that's a nice potato. And, who, you know, I'm never going to turn down a good French fry made from a russet potato. I am a potato kind of girl. For having grown up in a rice state, I'm pretty potato-oriented. Now, all that being said, if I could only have one, it would be sweet potatoes. And I know it's not the same, but that's the point. I like sweet potatoes, always have. Our friends at the American Chemical Society have just given me another reason to like sweet potatoes. You know anybody that's gluten-free? Well, I do. And guess what? We have now got a healthier gluten-free flour because it's made from sweet potatoes. All right, let's plant more potatoes, y'all. Come on. This is the trend, and quite frankly, it's a good one. Science and Technology, ACS Food Science and Technology is reporting the best method to turn them into gluten-free flours packed with oxidants, use them in a roux, use them to bake. And in fact, there's the people who, some people just can't take wheat and some people just like options. Okay. So with all of these things together, almond, for example, almond flour, that's real easy to use. There's some other things that are gluten-free, um, flours that are made from chickpeas and things that you may be saying to yourself, what is she talking about? I'm telling you, these things are out there and they're very tasty and they work well and they cook well. So why not? But we've got a better one now because we've got the sweet potato flour. They, they, they're dried and then ground them a couple of times and they're working, turning them into flour. And I'm excited. Look for this soon, coming soon to you at, you know, whatever, Whole Foods or wherever, whoever's got a gluten-free section, which I recognize I will, I'm going to be honest, if you live in the, in, in what, what, what people might call the hinterlands, in the, in the less populated parts of Mississippi and Louisiana, you will find better gluten-free options at the Walmarts in those places than you will in the cities. And I know because I've been there. <laughs> Suddenly you have to look for things you didn't know you needed. And there you go. So anyway. Oh, about the nematodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll answer. What did I say about the nematodes? Our friends again at the University of Turku, who are always doing such amazing research into things that I didn't even know needed to be investigated. But the whole business of keeping our air quality healthy indoors particularly, is really important. Um, if you have ever seen any of the reports or unfortunately had to experience any things where bad air in a building made, some, made people sick, it is something that you just don't even know is happening until it happens. So the, the working capacity, the productivity of people, as well as their health, is affected by the quality of the air that they work in. Indeed, I love, love, love. I didn't know that there were fluorescent nematodes, although it makes sense that there would be. But, you know, nematodes are microscopic worms. And when we talk about moving your tomatoes from this place to that place in your garden or changing the soil in their container, if you grow them in pots from one season to the next, the reason we do that is because there is one kind of nematode called a root knot nematode that is more crazy about tomatoes than you or I. 
that thing will find them. And they are ubiquitous. They exist everywhere. But they will get into the roots of your tomato plant to make their little homes and feed themselves and raise their young. And when your tomato stops producing, you take it out of the ground and it has knots in the roots. Literally, they're in root knots. Now, inside of there is where the nematodes live. Well, it doesn't happen until the second year because it takes them the first year to kind of get into that soil and realize that there's tomatoes growing there. So you go again. If you plant potatoes next, you still may have the same problem. So that's why we don't want to put another nightshade into that soil, but particularly not another tomato. And in fact, the root knot nematodes can be avoided. You know, I always say that the best way to get rid of an insect problem is not to have it in the first place. And in this case, you can avoid them. But now, understanding... The, the folks there at Turku, that's, which is in Finland, as you remember, have developed a new method for measuring indoor air quality using fluorescent strains of nematodes. Now, come on. Who thought of this? Good grief. I love, love, love that they were able to do this. They produce a green fluorescent protein when they are either... For when they're forced to either smell or taste harmful back biological or chemical impurities. In other words, the nematodes react to pollution by turning green. Sounds like they have more in common with us than we might think. Have you ever seen people that were that were so ill they were green? And I don't mean green with envy. I mean, you know, they're getting green. We call that green around the gills and stuff. You know what that expression means. Well, they can measure this fluorescence by spectrometry, and that in turn lets them measure the air quality. How amazing is that? I'll tell you what, I've never been to Finland, probably won't go, but I would want to go to the University of Turku just to see it if I ever got there because they do such interesting research. Good grief. Really fascinating things. On the text line this morning, y'all have just been so, so busy. Oh, this is great. I wish my neighbors were listening, but they're not. What do you do with dead and burnt leaves on these these cast iron plants? Aspidistra. You cut the whole thing off to ground level or or an inch or so above. Get your head shears. Cut that whole thing off. Let the new growth come because the new growth's trying to get out right now on these things, and they're going to be coming up. They 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 will be so much more beautiful if you let them start over, and that's the thing to do for them right now. Cut them back. I thought about going over. One of my neighbors is moving, so I thought about going over there with the head shears and just <laughs> starting to chop those things down. They don't even see them from inside their house. They're on my side. They're ugly. Maybe some paint. What do you think? Should I paint them silver? You think anybody would notice? Hmm. Well, it's worth considering. The things that gardeners do. We talk about all those right here on Weekend Gardening.
like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Every week. Call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse. And on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. With the current market and economic volatility and all the chaos in Washington, if you're feeling anxious about your investments, tune into Super Talk Jackson 97.3 on Sundays from 830 to 930 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Super Talk Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome Morgan Wallen Live. Y'all with some glasses, y'all sing with me. Sunday night, April 23rd at Vaught Hemingway Stadium at Old Miss. Sold out. You want to go? We got free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi Zone, Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP sweet seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win tickets by going to Got Gear Motorsports on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. That's Got Gear Motorsports in Ridgeland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. This is Joe Rooks. Create your own Gravely Zero-Turn More Package and save big at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Pick your Gravely More, pick your trailer for as low as $97 a month. And for just $10 a month more, you can add a steel, trimmer, blower, and chainsaw. Plus, 0% interest. Revel is Mississippi's largest Gravely dealer. And that means great selection, savings, and service. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Revel and Gravely, brands you can trust. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Go! 
Thank you for making weekend gardening part of your world today. You have no idea how much it means to me and to a lot of other people. Those of you who sent in texts and who call up, you have no idea how nice we talk about you. <laughs> Not only here, but when I go out in the community, someone will say, I really, really appreciated hearing from thus and so and this and that. And that, that's really fun to me because it means that we're all taking the time to listen and taking the time to learn a few things from each other. Jeff in Forest County wants to know if I've been hearing about people seeing more coyotes lately. Um, not specifically, but yes. Is that clear enough? I've, I've heard a bunch of, you know, in the Delta. Well, I mean, here's the deal. This is mating season for coyotes. I don't know how to tell you all this. <laughs> and that's when they make all the noise, right? Right. Most of the, the the reports that I see in terms of them being seen in town and, you know, all like that, Tended are, are a couple of years old, but that's not to say that there won't be a story tomorrow. But usually the coyotes are where they are and we're where we are, and we don't see them as – we're not as likely to see them, but we certainly are more likely to hear them. I've, I've heard a lot in the wild more this year than I normally have. I mean, packs of them. But in places like out in Rankin County and in Madison, I have not heard them you know, in the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. which I was hearing last year and the year before. So uh, I think they're there, like you said, but I haven't really seen them as much in the urban mm-hmm. setting this mm-hmm. year. In the rural, I have definitely seen them. Well, there, there's – so that's the answer to your question, Jeff. Yes, sort of, maybe we think so. How about that? Now, tomorrow there'll be a story about how many there are or there aren't. I mean, it's just that that's the way that goes. And that's really part of Okay. Let's put it let's put it this way. We love to hear what other people think. So we'll be look forward to that story. Interesting questions in the Garden Mama group this week um that came in without photos. One from uh, from Brandon about growing microgreens. And I, I have to tell you, the, 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 is it a good, okay, I like sprouts and I like microgreens and I like full tilt vegetables too. So I'm really not the one to ask. I'll eat all of it. But for people who really are trying to develop a taste for microgreens, yes, absolutely, you should grow some. And the main, the thing to do is you can get a packet of things that will be a mixed microgreen seed mix. Or you can get the individual things that you would you would eat that way. You could eat radishes and, and other kinds of greens that you would get that way. But I think as far as what she's talking about in terms of tips, what you're looking for is to grow them on a non-dirt strata is, has been my best experience. That is to say either rock wool or some other kind of strata that's, that just stays wet with fertilizer in it. And then you have a better product when you get to the end of it. Um, but if anybody's got any comments they want to make, by all means, let me hear from you. You can either get in touch with us here on the Super Talk call line or the C Spire text line, or you can send me an email and I'll report back next week, mamaonair at yahoo.com. For those of you who are kind enough to be in the Patreon group of folks that support my work all the time, you know, all the time anyway, and get other information from me because some people find that this program is way more than enough. But some of y'all are nice enough to want to hear more from me, and I appreciate that. So I want to let you know that the the reaction to this week's video has been quite great. That was the mountain of 
prunings that I have at my house. So there seem to be a whole lot of when are you lighting the fire comments, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Today, of course, is in terms of what's going on in the world, um, the, the Blues Marathon has been happening in the capital city. And as I let you all know in the previous hour, which I will say it one more time, it didn't go by my house this time, so I have nothing to complain about. I love seeing you all down the street. That's That's the best. But today is Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day. Um, I'm going to say this. If you know a boy that needs to be introduced to engineering, you should introduce him too. But yes, everybody, any, anybody who's the least bit shy about the notion of what an engineer is and, and, and the fact that they, they, they create things, they solve problems, they are clever, clever folks and they get, you get to use your brain, certainly introduce someone today. And if it's, if it's a girl, so much the better. Why not? And yeah, I know it's one of those things. It's like, it's like math anxiety. It, it tends to happen more to girls. I know about it because I had it. And fortunately, I got over it. So. <laughs> oh, hey, Crosby and Inverness. Thank you. It's so sweet to hear from you today. I, I was, I was thinking about Farmer Mark just this week. We miss the folks that aren't with us anymore. But on the other hand, that's why we live. If you didn't miss anyone when they were gone, you wouldn't have even known you were here, would you? So I think it's important for us to always appreciate it. I'd thank you so much for staying in touch. That means the world to me. All right, now, I've been holding out on this one. i got to tell you the truth. Did you know that the sailfish gets challenged? Flying fish, to me, are not anything I want to mess with. Having seen one in the um, in, in the median uh, up in, in in Gulfport up up in the median after a hurricane a long long time ago Hurricane Camille, I can tell you that I don't want to be anywhere near those things when they're hunting because that's that's a lot of power. The sailfish though is described as the fastest fish in the world, so that makes studying them pretty tough. Interestingly enough, we didn't really understand about how they hunt. For indivi- as individuals until now. Nova Southeastern University has got, you know how I love electronic tags. I really want to know what all the creatures are doing out there, and I, I love to think about what they might consider after they get one on them. You know, do we, do we embrace this person, or do we send them off on another path so that the humans get the wrong message? I, I don't know what they do. But in this case, what we are learning from the Guy Harvey Research Institute, the novel electronic tag has high-tech sensors, a video camera, and it's small enough to go on a sailfish so that now we can actually see how they act when they hunt and are out of view of the surface. They do, they are, as you might expect, and as they postulated, very, very drawn to that area right where it becomes cold, where the ocean goes in and becomes cold. Most of the day, they drive back and forth between the surface and that thing, which is, by the way, the, the um, thermocline or thermocline, I think it's thermocline layer where everything gets cold. That is where the prey live that don't go into the warm water. And the the sailfish's mobility and ability to get there and get back out again is what allows them to hunt there more, perhaps successfully, than others. <laughs> I love this. Um, where we see them at their their hunting at the surface, that's one thing. But that turns out that's mostly just for show and probably just for us. <laughs> 
The shifting water depth, though, is what gives us a great deal of biodiversity in fish. Yale University is reporting on these, the most biodiverse vertebrates in the animal kingdom. The the conundrum is the tropical waters have the greatest species richness and the greatest numbers, but the fish groups that generate new species generally inhabit colder water. So this is a something this is something that they're going to have to study for quite some time, obviously. But what they're trying to understand now is that the shifting water depth at different points in their evolution is what allows them to actually thrive or not. So we started today with the cod that's no longer extinct, and now we're going to come to the end today to understand that that kind of biodiversity, the having of several different kinds of cod, the having of ones that live in deeper water and shallower water is what contributes to our marvelous fish biodiversity and, quite frankly, to the the world's oceans in their own way and their own health. I didn't get to John, who lived in Midtown Memphis, but... Um, They like the coyotes there, apparently, so I appreciate you weighing in on that one. Come back again next week, please, because I'll be here, and I hope you will be, too, for Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Get some green for spring with the newest promotion from the Mississippi Lottery. It costs nothing to enter. Just scan the green for spring QR codes on lottery play centers, retailer checkout screens, and TV commercials to get in on the fun. Mississippi Lottery insiders receive entry links by email. There are weekly cash prizes, and look for the special code on the back of Mississippi Lottery throws at the March 25th Hal St. Patty's Parade. Go to mslotteryhome.com slash promos for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLEO. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell with Family Termite. The season's getting a lot colder, and different kinds of insects are going to start coming into your home, into your structures, and your business. Look out for ladybugs, cockroaches, mice, and rats. You can call us for any of those things, and we can take care of you. Call Family Termite at 601-933-1014, or reach us on our website at www.family-termite.com. Call us at 601-933-1014. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.